Hello and welcome to Chairside Live. I'm your host, Megan Strong. Here's what we have for you in today's show. Dr. Chi is practicing some same-day dentistry with the Glidewell Now Chairside CAD CAM system. It's an affordable, simple, in-office solution that requires no oven weight. In this particular case, the patient is complaining about an unesthetic, ill-fitting crown that had some decay underneath. So let's see how Dr. Chi treats this patient in just one day. It's all yours, Dr. Chi. We have a 40-year-old female that presents with an endodontically treated tooth on tooth number 19 that was restored with a stainless steel crown. She came into the office asking if there was anything we could do to improve the aesthetics of this tooth. And I told her that certainly we have materials available now where we can improve the aesthetics and make it much more lifelike and be able to also deliver the restoration within the same appointment. So we'll begin the procedure by removing the old restoration. Anytime I'm removing restorations with alloys on it, I typically will go for a 557 carbide burr. And here I'm making a depth cut through the buckle and occlusal. And with a Christensen crown removal tool, uh, by, with a twisting action, the restoration comes off fairly easily. Here is the preparation underneath. And as you can see, it is lacking some reduction, which is typical of stainless steel crown preparations, which usually is done for primary teeth. So once the restoration is removed, the goal is to reduce the preparation to the ideal specifications for our Bruxer Now material that we plan on restoring this tooth with. I always start with the occlusal part first. There I was using a coarse grit football shaped diamond to take down the occlusal and I'm aiming for at least one and a half millimeters of reduction. Here I'm using a Kerr occlusal clearance tab in a 1.5 millimeter thickness and I attach a strip of articulating paper underneath between the clearance tab and the preparation. That way it can mark any areas that may need a little bit more reduction. So I go to those areas and reduce it a little bit more and continue checking with the occlusal clearance tab until it slides through, it passes through the occlusal part quite easily. That way I can confidently know that I've created the proper reduction for the restoration. Then I'll complete the axial reduction. Here I'm using a round ended tapered diamond burr to create a nice deep chamfer along the axial surfaces because I would like to create at least a millimeter at the margins. I was planning to retain the amalgam buildup on the distal half of the preparation but due to some recurrent decay I decided it was best certainly to remove that and start over and do a resin buildup instead. So with the removal of the amalgam buildup I will proceed with a bonding protocol with phosphoric acid at 37% concentration, rinsing that off after about 10 seconds, and then proceeding with a bonding agent. In this case, I use Scotch Bond Universal. Here I'm applying that to the internal cavity and scrubbing that into the dentin to ensure that the resin monomers can infiltrate into the dentinal tubules. And then a little bit of an air dry, air thin it, to ensure that the solvents have evaporated. To complete the buildup, I'm using PhotoCore, which is a very stable and sturdy buildup material. And I like it because it's easy to manipulate. And once it's in place and set, 
it preps away very similarly to natural tooth structure. So after about a 20 second cure of the photocore, then we will proceed with the completion of the preparation. Once the buildup is complete, I'll complete the axial reduction with the round-ended tapered diamond and again shooting for at least a millimeter of reduction along the margins. The round-ended tapered diamond is great because it can ensure we have rounded internal line angles at the transitions. Then I'll take a football-shaped diamond in a fine grit. I slow down the handpiece to about 3,000 RPM and slowly roll over that transition from the axial to occlusal surface to ensure that those internal angles are as rounded as possible. Any sort of sharp internal angle can create stress within the restoration. Whenever the preparation is close to being complete, I like to run an explorer or even a probe along the shoulders of the preparation to ensure that those areas are nice and smooth. If any areas are lacking reduction or are rough, then I'll return with a fine grit round-ended tapered diamond to polish that off and smooth that out. After the preparation, we go through a two-cord technique. We seat a triple zero first into the sulcus, and that helps displace the gingiva apically, followed by a larger size two cord. In this case, this is a size two. I try to use the largest cord I can fit within the sulcus to create the required lateral retraction to aid with the identification of the margins during the scanning and margin marking, especially in the design phase of the process. Once the retraction cord is in place, here we'll apply a little bit more pressure onto the cord with an anatomic copper cap, and that seats directly on the cord to aid with hemostasis and certainly to provide a little bit more retraction apically onto the retraction cord. After five minutes have elapsed, we'll proceed with the intraoral scanning. Here we're using the 3M True Definition system. Once the area is dry and isolated, we apply the contrast agent and then proceed by scanning the preparation side first. So whenever you take digital scans, it's basically a digital triple tray. You are going to capture the preparation site, in this case the mandibular quadrant on the lower left, and then the teeth directly opposing that, the upper left quadrant, and then the bite registration. So you get the prep, opposing, and bite in three separate scans, and it's done very quickly with the True Definition system. From there, the software will transfer the files over to our Fast Design software, where it imports the data, and we can begin the process of fabricating this restoration. The first part of the process is to identify the margins and if the proper preparation and retraction is completed on the patient, this process should be rather straightforward. This is exactly why it's important to create the retraction. I like using the dual core technique because it creates that lateral separation of the soft tissue from the margins of the preparation. The next step of the process is to identify the buckle and occlusal directions. This helps aid the software's internal library on exactly where to position this restoration's proposal. It also takes into account the adjacent teeth to ensure that the proposal is proportionate to those adjacent teeth and also the opposing dentition to know exactly how high to create those functional aspects of the design. 
Once it establishes the position, it creates this initial proposal. And there are several tools that are available that allow you to customize this to your patient's needs. Here with these handles around the restoration, you can make large changes by rotating or expanding or even moving the entire restoration if necessary. We also have additional tools that allow you to make specific changes to the restoration, such as moving cuss tips, marginal ridges, broadening contacts, or altering the contours of the restoration axially. Several views allow you to evaluate the functional position and ensure that this restoration can provide not only a great fitting restoration, but also something that is aesthetic and of course functional for your patient. What's great about fabricating restorations digitally is the ability to set your contacts to your specifications. That way you can minimize the amount of adjustments that are made to the restoration once it's milled out. The files are then transferred over to the fast mill that completes the Gladwell Now solution. The milling unit is a fully electric system which offers a lot of torque and it doesn't need any additional air to power the internal motors. Within 30 minutes you will have your fully centered monolithic Bruxer material completed. At that point you can make the choice to simply remove the sprue and polish and deliver the restoration but to enhance the aesthetics more on this restoration I decided to apply some low fusing glaze and stains to match the adjacent teeth a little bit better. So I do a two-in-one technique. I apply the glaze coat first, a nice thin layer onto the axial and occlusal surfaces of the restoration, ensuring that it's a nice thin layer and there's no pooling on the occlusal surface. Then I'll add a little bit of chroma to the middle and cervical thirds of the axial surfaces. And here I'm putting some mahogany down into the deep pits and fissures. I drop them into the pits that I want to create the added depth effect of the darker stain. And then I'll use an explorer to feather the mahogany outwards to create a natural effect. So when staining and glazing restorations, the darker colors provide depth. Lighter colors can create additional value onto the restoration. So within a 15 minute oven cycle, we have our stain and glaze structure now restoration that is completed. And here I'm trying it into the patient's preparation, evaluating the margins, checking the fit, checking the proximal contacts. And once all of those aspects are verified, then we'll proceed with the cementation of the crown. For this case, I used 3M's Reliax Looting Plus to deliver this restoration. After about a couple of minutes of set time, it begins to gel and we'll begin the cleanup process. Removing the excess cement on the buckle and lingual and certainly interproximally before it's fully set. Within a single appointment, I was able to satisfy this patient's complaint and certainly improve the health of her tooth by removing the recurrent decay that occurred along the open areas of the restoration. So the Bruxer now was able to provide this patient with not only a great fitting, functional restoration, but it certainly improved the aesthetics of her situation. Thank you for watching Chairside Live, and we'll see you back for the next one. Thank you for that, Dr. Chi. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Chairside Live. 
On behalf of everyone here at Glybo Laboratories, we thank you for watching, and I'll meet you right back here next time.